Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. We got the Jaguars this weekend. You know what's funny about this game? At the beginning of the season, and you're going to keep hearing this, by the way, this has been a common theme, is that the Eagles play an easy schedule because everybody is just so amateur, essentially, in in the way that they prognosticate what a team is going to be for the next season, that they just go off of what they were last season. Right, And this is the perfect example. This game is the perfect example because on paper, before the season started, when you saw that the Eagles were going to be playing the Jaguars at home in week four, W, right? Everybody, W. They picked number one. They had the number one overall pick. And you just said W, not thinking that they had some young players that were going to possibly get better, that the receiver, oh yeah, because everybody made fun of them because they signed Christian Kirk to this absurd contract. He scored in every game. You know, like, oh, Trevor Lawrence just don't got it. He's just, he's a bust. Because, you, you know, after one season, and people should understand at this point, one season means nothing in the NFL as a rookie. You're learning to become a professional that now he's got a capable coach. We should know that. A guy who is good at developing quarterbacks. A guy who's good at getting the most out of absolutely any quarterback because he had a crappy one, to be fair to him, for how long? Look at, like, Carson Wentz. I mean, really, Carson Wentz's second season, and I say crappy. Carson Wentz was exceptional in his second year, clearly. He's a major part that the Eagles won a Super Bowl. I do love this thing now that everybody's got to romanticize him. Oh, we would have never won the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz. Again, I don't know that whatsoever because I saw uh, Nick Foles play quarterback and I've never seen Carson Wentz play to the level that Nick Foles played in that playoff to help us win a Super Bowl. So if Nick Foles was the quarterback that season, don't tell me that the Eagles wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. But I'm not going to sit here and diminish that Carson Wentz played obviously out of his mind that season because he did. He played extremely well. Um, But let's talk moving on from that. We're talking about Doug Peterson. He's here, Carson Wentz, and guess what he's done? He's made Carson or Carson Wentz with Trevor Lawrence. He's made Trevor Lawrence actually live up to his potential, right? Because Trevor Lawrence is playing good football. And the Jaguars are not the cakewalk that everybody thought they would be at the beginning of the season. They just stomped, stomped the Chargers, a team a lot of people picked. They picked the Chargers, so many people, and they got waxed by the Jaguars at home last week. So this is obviously going to be a difficult game. It really is. Jacksonville has a good offensive line. Their quarterback's playing at a high level. They have very good weapons at wide receiver. They have a very good run game. Uh, their defense, they have a good defensive line, especially on the ends. Uh, I mean, really, you got the number one overall pick, Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen. Their secondary is serviceable. They're really good at the linebacker spot. They got like three first rounders playing linebacker. So, This is not going to be some type of walkover game. The Eagles are going to have to show up. In my opinion, this might be their most difficult game so far this season. And I know everybody blows by the Minnesota game, and they shouldn't because that game, the Eagles were, a lot of people thought they were going to lose that game to Minnesota. That's the truth. A lot of people thought coming off the way they played against Detroit that Minnesota would come in and we waxed Minnesota. But I'm telling you this, if we come in here and we beat up the Jaguars, that is an 
insanely impressive sign because Jacksonville, in my opinion, is a top five team in the AFC. I really believe that. I think they are one of the five best teams right now in the AFC. And you say that and you think, how is that possible, right? How could the Jaguars be a top five team? Do you think they're the best team in their division? They just beat the Colts. They, they blanked the Colts. Uh, do you think they're better than the Titans? I mean, we, you see that they're struggling, right? Do you think they're better than the Texans? Clearly, they're better than the Texans. So it's like the Jaguars might win that division. This might be the toughest test in that division this year. The one benefit for the Eagles is Jacksonville's coming off a game where they played out of their minds to win, and they had to travel across the country, and they have to go on the road again this week. Now, you know, obviously, this game could also be affected by the weather, so we're going to have to keep an eye on that because Hurricane Hurricane Ian has, you know, come landfall here, and, you know, it just went through Florida, and, you know, obviously, best wishes to every single person in Florida. It's unbelievable what they had to go through with this hurricane, but it's going to make its way up, and the remnants of Hurricane Ian are going to be in our area come Sunday. So I don't know what the weather is going to do for that game. I think that it's coming in Saturday night, but again, this game's at 1 o'clock. It's not at 4 o'clock. If it was at 4 o'clock Sunday, maybe the Eagles would be able to get, I think it's going to be a rain fest, which does that play to our strength, their strength? Who knows? But I mean, we could run the ball, but they could run the ball too. I mean, this is definitely going to be a very major test. But again, Jacksonville, are they a top five team? So they're the best team in their division, right? I mean, Buffalo, Miami, there's two teams that are better than them. I would say Kansas City, there's three teams. Now you got to start thinking, right? Baltimore, there's four. Now it gets really difficult. Who's the fifth team that's better than them? And again, I'm not saying that they are a top five, but I'm saying like they're a conversation with all these other teams. Like you don't know. I mean, clearly they 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 lost to Washington. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. But they beat the Chargers. You cannot say the Chargers are better than them right now. You just can't. Maybe they will be at the end of the season, but right now, clearly not. Denver. Denver hasn't looked anything close to impressive. You know, go through the uh, the other teams here. What Cleveland? Maybe Cleveland's playing good. I mean, that's what it is. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a very difficult game. And I want to go over the injury report here because the Eagles actually do have some news on the injury report. So let's pull this up. So A.J. Brown hasn't been at practice all week. It's labeled as personal. And the belief is I think that A.J. Uh, was going to be having the, the birth of his, I believe, second child. So I think that may have happened, and that's why he's just had these personal excuses this week. It, it has nothing to do with an injury, but um, yeah, he obviously, and as somebody who has experienced what it's like to have a newborn, very tough, very, very tough, and uh, you, who knows? I mean, I, I, I know he's going to be very tired. I know that for a fact. We just got to hope that he's able to play through it. Um, but obviously, more importantly, congratulations to him if it was the birth of his child. I mean, that's fantastic and couldn't be happier for him. Uh Boston Scott was out with a rib. Now, not the biggest deal because obviously Sanders, who is on this injury report, and uh, Gainwell looked to be good to go. But Sanders had a hit, but he was a full participant today. Slay, which was a full participant with his back injury, which is a big, big deal. Same thing with Devontae Smith. So Because, you know, he got a little banged up on that insane catch he had last week. Now, the guys that were still limited, and these guys are going to have to monitor, was Landon Dickerson, who came out of that game. Now, this will be a major injury because... The difference between Landon Dickerson and Suo Opeta is the difference between the earth to the sun in terms of talent. 
Um, Avante Maddox with an ankle, not good because we definitely are going to need Avante Maddox because I just mentioned his name, Christian Kirk. Like that's going to be Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Avante Maddox lining up with him a lot because he plays in the slot. And Milton Williams, who got banged up pretty early. He was out with his knee, limited. They practiced, but they were limited. So it's just to keep an eye on those guys. We definitely, definitely need Maddox and Dickerson in this game. The Eagles are obviously a better team. They are. They're a better team. Jacksonville's incredibly improved, but the Eagles are a better team. That's the truth. And like I said, the Thursday, we're not going to be talking so much about the matchups of the game because it could get boring listening to that stuff. I mean, it's going to play out. I, I I highlighted what Jacksonville's obviously good at, and they're good at playing football. And we know Doug Peterson as a coach. We know what his tendencies are. But the Eagles, obviously, if this is a clear weather game, they could air it out. They could throw the ball for sure on Jacksonville. And they have so many ways to beat you. We have so much speed at our skill positions. We have a great offensive line. They did not run block particularly well last week, but normally that should be a strength of our team. Offensively, there's really not a team we're going to come up with a defense where I sit there and I go, they have all the answers to us because it doesn't exist. No team has all the answers to defend the Eagles on offense. That's why we are right now one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. That's why our quarterback is one of the favorites to win the MVP. Now, I do want to talk about something that was asked this week to me. And I thought it was an interesting point. I wanted to bring this up because it's not just Eagles related, it's NFL related. Do you remember now the 2021 draft? I wanted Jalen Waddle in that draft. He was my number one guy. He's proving me to be, you know, very, like, he's proving my knowledge really well here with the way he's been playing these first two years because Jalen Waddle is an incredible football player. But I was asked, would I. If I could trade Devontae Smith for Jalen Waddle, would I do it right now? And although I had Waddle as my number one guy, I'm not making that trade. I'm not making it right now. I want Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith is better than what people even thought he would be coming out of college. I remember that Alabama game against Notre Dame in the college football playoff where he went nuts, and then he went nuts in the championship game. And Waddle was hurt. Mind you, so it's like, you know what I mean? He couldn't even play. But I mean, you watch what he did in those games, and everybody said, Oh my gosh, the Eagles at that time were projected to have a top three pick. It's like, Oh my, he's going to end up an Eagle. Then the Eagles ended up picking six. They traded out, and all of a sudden it was like, Oh yeah, Devontae's, he, he just, his stock after the season for some reason just kept going down because, Oh, he's not big enough. That's all you heard. He's just not big enough. He is not big enough to play wide receiver in the NFL. He won the Heisman in the SEC at Alabama, dominated in the college football playoff against the premier college football players, but he was not big enough to play in the NFL. Okay. Devontae Smith does everything you want in a wide receiver. And finally, the one thing that people didn't see from him in the first two years, even though he did have that unbelievable catch against Denver, was Devontae Smith making plays down the field. And I said to myself, I go... I don't know what everybody's waiting for. His first play in college, Devontae Smith caught the winning touchdown, like his first major play in college. He caught the winning touchdown in that national championship against Georgia on a 40-yard touchdown pass. He has so much more speed than people think about. Is he as fast as Jalen Waddle? Of course not. not <laughs> there's a very small handful of humans that are, but Devontae Smith has underrated speed. Like, you know what's funny? He caught a pass, uh, the crossing route last week, 
where Zach Pascal ran one of the best routes, by the way, to free him up, where he like kind of juked the defender into making him think he was going to hit him, but didn't. So he wouldn't get called for offensive pass interference. It was such a savvy play by such a good football player. But uh, Smith caught the ball, and you know what he did when he turned that corner? He accelerated. That's, by the way, something Jalen Rager never did. He never had that extra gear, which everybody tried to say he was supposed to be a speedster, which he wasn't. But Smith turned this corner, and he accelerated. And I go, bam, that's it. And obviously, his hands are incredible. His route running is incredible. I would not trade Devontae Smith for Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase. And you say that, and people go, that's insane. You wouldn't want Chase? Like, th- by the way, that's not me crapping on Chase or Waddle. Those guys are exceptional. I mean, you're not going wrong with anybody, but I'm just telling you this. The guy the Eagles have is the guy I'm happy the Eagles have. That's the truth. And I'm thrilled, thrilled that Devontae Smith ended up in Eagles green. And it's crazy to think how it happened. You know what I mean? That draft. Oh, the, the, the Eagles want Horn. They want Sertan. Those are the guys they're going to pick. It was like they wanted Chase. They wanted Waddle. They wanted all these guys, Pitts. But they didn't want Smith, right? You could say that's true or not. Nobody knows. I mean, I did not hear anything. I heard Waddle and Smith were below Sertan and Horn. But they wanted Chase. They knew they weren't going to get him. Pitts, they didn't think they'd get him. All this stuff. So they trade it back. And then it was like all the guys they wanted just kept going off the board. Boom, boom, boom. So they had to trade up with Dallas to get the one of the last guys on their board, which ended up being, you know, Devontae Smith. And it's funny because that ended up getting Dallas Micah Parsons. So it all worked out for both teams involved in that trade. But it's just crazy to think like how Devontae Smith like just fell down that draft board and how the Giants could have had him and they wanted him and expected to pick him. And then the Eagles leapfrog him with that. It's just the way it played out and the fact that he's on this team and he is so good at football along with A.J. Brown. And that's why the Eagles are in this spot. Yes, it was asked to me because I was a big Waddle guy if I would have switched it. And no, I would not have switched it. Give me Devontae Smith. Now I'm going to pause here for a brief word from Anchor. But when I do come back, we're going to talk... The other question, we're going to talk about some other players if you would rather have this guy or this guy going for the rest of this uh, this season and possibly going forward. Now, the other big one that I was asked was, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson? And it's funny because, like, (laughs) I understand, trust me, Lamar Jackson is criminally underappreciated. It's funny that, you know, the only thing people point out about him is he's never won. He's never won anything, Lamar Jackson. His style doesn't win. And I go and I'm like, okay, cool, but Aaron Rodgers' style wins? What's Aaron Rodgers done in terms of winning, quote-unquote, in 10 years? It's like people just love to make football an individual sport when it's the furthest thing from it. It is the ultimate team sport. Coaching, players, everything has to be in sync for you to have success. But yet we point at a quarterback and say, hey, that quarterback has never won, right? But I mean, really, like, so Aaron Rodgers, because he hasn't won in a deck, but he won once, 10 years ago, that's fine. But Lamar Jackson stinks because he's never won. And I just, it's stuff like that where I go, that's just so stupid of logic. Lamar Jackson is an absolute offensive weapon. This guy can do everything. He is an incredible football player. He is betting on himself this season and he is going to make out like a bandit. 
because he is going to get massively paid. He is better than Deshaun Watson. He deserves, and again, that that contract on its own is just stupidity from the Browns. And and you shouldn't have to pay what the Browns did because they're just a dumb dumpster franchise for that what what they did with Deshaun Watson. But Lamar is not an idiot. He knows he's better than that guy, and I agree with him. So it's like, hey, I'm going to bet on myself and try to get the maximum amount of, uh, I could for myself. And hey, good for him because he's freaking showing out, man. He is showing out and playing exceptional football. Now, would I want him over Jalen Hurts? I'm good with Jalen Hurts. And that is not a, like a diss to Lamar Jackson because guess what? It's not just him. I was asked, what about Burrow and Tua? Or not Burrow and Tua. Well, you could include Tua. Burrow, Tua, and Herbert. Because that's his draft class. And trust me, Joe Burrow's insanely good, obviously. I mean, he's the question. Would you rather Hurts or Burrow, right? I like Tua, by the way. I, I am not one of these guys who thinks Tua stinks by any stretch of the imagination. I actually think he's a really good football player. Tua's biggest issue is like, you know, you watch him. And it's his, he's really good w- with throwing the ball where it's supposed to go, number one. Like, people don't give Tua enough credit. He reads defenses really well. He knows where to throw it. It's just his arm. He just, it. he doesn't have a fastball. You know what I mean? And again, you don't need a fastball. Peyton Manning threw 50 touchdowns with that arm when he was throwing, what was it Richard Sherman said? He was throwing ducks? Like, okay, cool. But he threw 50 touchdowns that year. Uh, they went to the Super Bowl that year. Um, but that's the thing. Like, Tua just doesn't have an arm down the field. It's, it's a little tougher for him. He'll let the ball float a little bit. He's still an exceptional quarterback. He knows where to throw the football. That's the one thing you could take with him. Like, he always knows where to go with it. And then a guy like Herbert, who I just... Herbert, to me, it's like, he's a human highlight play. You know, like, you see these highlights and you think, he's really good. He's really, really good. But it's like, what is going on with the Chargers? And again, I again I just said it's not an individual sport. Herbert is clearly an exceptional talent. The guy has a cannon for an arm. He can make every throw. You know what I mean? Like he is everything you'd want. He's got great size. He's a great leader. He wants to be a great football player, which to me is important. But again, I'm taking Jalen Hurts. I'm happy with the guy I got. I love Jalen Hurts. I love the development of Jalen Hurts. I know he loves football. He has worked his ass off to get to this level. I am good with Jalen Hurts. I think he has solidified the fact that he is absolutely a top 10 quarterback in this league right now. I mean, and I know people could sit there and say it's three games, whatever. I I, I don't care. You know, you want to throw jabs. You want to come at Jalen Hurts. You want to try to poke holes in him, go for it, be my guest. But the guy is an incredibly smart, dedicated, hardworking, unbelievably gifted football player. That's what he is. And he is going to get paid at the end of this season, as he should, and you know what? Uh, it's a great problem to have for the Eagles because they got a franchise quarterback now. We got two more first-round picks next season. And we look at them this year, and I go, I know Jordan Davis is, is a rookie, and you know it hasn't been what we would hope for so far this year. But let me tell you this. We could sit there and talk about the Jordan Davis thing. We got our other first-round pick was A.J. Brown, and that's worked out tremendously. So I'm not even sitting here saying next season that we're going to use both those first-round picks on players. There might be the potential to make another unbelievable trade, whether it's a guy to help us on offense. My guess would be it would be probably more or less to help us on defense, which is scary, that we're going to be able to improve our defense next season with some draft picks here. And then the guys will develop as well. Like Right now, think about this. Our defense, thankfully, is in a spot where we drafted N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis, and they have to have minimal impact right now for us to have success. It's incredible. 
And next year, we're going to get some ends and stuff like that. But Hertz has put us in the position that those picks can now be used to help supplement the roster. And he's just such a good football player. And it makes me so happy that he's with the Eagles. Now, going around the NFL, right? There's two unbeaten teams, the Dolphins and the Eagles. That's it. We're three weeks into the season. There's only two undefeated teams left. It's insane. It really is. It shows you how much parity is in the NFL and how hard it is to win in the NFL. Buffalo lost to Miami. I mean, they dominated the game in every single category you could dominate, except scoreboard. They lost. Um, the Giants, they lost to the Cowboys. Cooper Rush, by the way, 2-0. It's funny, right? I mean, here's my thing with Cooper Rush. It's like everybody, and me included, we thought, oh, Cooper Rush ain't that good. Right? He, he was cut by the dad. I don't even think the Cowboys thought he was that good. They cut him at the end of the preseason. They cut him. Anybody could have signed him. And here he is, 3-0 as a starter. It's like, it's nuts. He's kept this team in the game, man. And they're waiting for Prescott to come back. And clearly the Cowboys aren't going anywhere. They're going to be a threat. as they, Their defense is on another level. So, I mean, you look around this league, there's still so many good teams. But it's just crazy to think there's only two undefeated teams. One of which is playing currently. And the Eagles might be the only undefeated team going into Sunday. Which is out of this planet for three weeks in. But that's what the NFL wants. And that's why winning in the NFL is so hard. That's why this game on Sunday is so important. you got to rack up wins when you're playing hot because it's just inevitable. You're going to have weeks. And hey, one team won unbeaten in the NFL ever. That's all you got to know. Weather is the big thing in this game. That's what we're going to have to watch for. We're really going to have to pay attention to the weather. It, it's, it's the one thing that could play a major role in what happens in this game. I don't know who it favors. Generally, my belief is when the weather ends up coming, it kind of makes the game a coin flip. It favors a bad team versus a good team. It, it, I shouldn't even say a bad team. It favors the worst team more than it favors the better team. Because it just evens things up. But we'll see what type of weather it is. We don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe the rain will be done in that morning and we'll have a clear afternoon. Fingers crossed. Because, hey, when you're the better team, you don't want Mother Nature having any effect on the game. So... Let's keep our fingers crossed. Clear weather, because if so, the Eagles should beat the Jaguars, and they will. If it's if it's clear weather, the and even if it's not, the Eagles are going to beat the Jaguars. I have no doubts in this. I don't believe this team buys into the stuff that they hear. I don't believe they they you know think their stuff smells like ice cream, uh, or smells like roses, or tastes like ice cream, right? Whatever it's supposed to be. But I think that they're going to come in and they're going to win this game. I think Jacksonville is definitely going to play a tough game for them. They're going to. Pre- Obviously, they're going to present a challenge, but I do think the Eagles are going to win this game. Probably, the score might look like they won the game, but how about this? This will be a game where the Eagles win by enough where you think they blew them out, but the game was a lot closer than you thought. You know? They might win this game by 17 points, which is, by the way, more than they won against Washington last week, but it'll feel like it was closer. I think they're going to have to play in the second half of this game. How about that? I don't think they're going to be able to walk it out in the second half like they have the last two weeks. Hopefully they could. It'd be fantastic. I'm not going to complain if they can or can't. But I could see that being the thing. One thing to note, by the way, our special teams have been garbage. So keep an eye on that because like, something's got to happen. I think Covey's got to be signed to the active roster right this week. He cannot be used as a, a practice squad call-up. He's, they've used him three times. They haven't made any moves in terms of signing another kick returner. So I, I'd assume that with their 52 guys that they have, they have a spot open that they're going to sign Britton Covey to the active roster for the game here for Sunday. 
I don't think he's such a problem. I know he put one on the turf last week. But, I mean, the immense pressure this guy's been under, I think just putting him on the roster, giving him some confidence. I'm telling you, Britton Covey could be a solid punt returner. And then we got to figure out how to block field goals, or block for our kicker so we don't have field goals blocked. Can't make stupid penalties when the other team is kicking field goals. And we got to learn how to try to get the ball when it's kicked to us on kickoffs that we can get past the 20-yard line. Special teams has been by far the weakest part of this team. And we got to hope that does change. Because that is something where eventually, like, your special teams can cost you a game. When we won the Super Bowl, remember what we did on special teams that year. We had a 61-yard field goal win a game. Like, we had special teams, like, moments that helped us get past some games maybe we shouldn't have been in or whatever. But our special teams were exceptional that year. That has to be really good or it will eventually bite you and it's going to cost you games. Eagles by 17. I want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated, and as always, go Eagles, go.